Silence. Everything is silence. In the back of my mind I can hear the tinny buzzings of my thoughts, but even they cannot compete with the silence. It washes over even the most raucous of my imaginings, drowning them and painting them over in a black so deep that even the flickering hints of thought are wiped out. I cannot escape it. I try to run, but I have no legs with which to run. Even if they existed, there is no surface that they could reach. I don't know where I am. I do not know who I am. I do not know why the silence tugs at the very core of my being, why the crushing blackness begs me to stare straight into its face. I wish I knew. Wish I had some flickering candle of thought and knowledge to hold on to, something that even the silence could not extinguish. But there is nothing. My thoughts are annihilated the second they are born, and for that they are lucky. They only know the silence for a second, or maybe a century, I do not know. But they are here one moment, gone the next. I am here. I don't know where here is. Unfathomable aeons pass. I fathom every second of them, but I can't remember. Each second is washed away, covered in the stench of pitch and burnt and sizzling thoughts. Gone. Even though I pointlessly strive to count the ticking of time, I cannot remember it. I experience it all, but no memory stands against the silence. Perhaps that is good. My one saving grace. Perhaps I've been here forever. I couldn't tell. Perhaps the silence could. Perhaps the silence wants to leave too and is counting the seconds in my disintegrating thoughts stead. Another sound pulses in the silence. Another thought. My thoughts know to break under the tide of sounds. There is no point in resisting. And yet this one is stubborn. The silence flays the bones from its skin, but it stands tall. It sizzles and melts, but it will not bend before the emptiness is lash. I cling to it until it disappears, try to listen to what it says. I think that maybe this forcing thought will last. But it doesn't. Even the most stalwart of sounds must bend to the crushing silence eventually. With a few extra unfathomable aeons, I forget the sound. Forget there could ever be anything but myself and the silence. I tried to carve the silence into shapes. Tried to become the silence myself. Nothing works. I remain trapped, shackled for no reason. Another sound echoes through the void. I latch onto it like the time before, but this thought is not so stalwart. It bends and tubbles in my present, but it lasts longer than my own all the same. More time passes and I forget as the silence demands. But the silence only controls me, not this place. Another thought slips through. It is weak and pliable like the last one. As it dissolves, I beg it to reveal where it came from, to lead me to that place where an idea can be an idea and not be smothered by waves of oblivion. The thought obliges, but that was the wrong move. It dissolves in the acidic gut of my purgatory, and I forget everything, as I must always do. Another thought joins my prison, a burning sigil of something unthinkable. Another... And soon they crowd in with such great numbers that the silence cannot keep up. So they survive. I cling onto them and jump from one to the other as they dissolve. 
Many of the thoughts here might please. Many of them offer to help, but none know how. Some thoughts that I do not touch race away to wherever they came from, if the silence have not turned its terrible gaze on them in the time being. I jump from idea to idea, begging them that the one that I land on will be safe from the silence and will take me to its home. Fathomable aeons pass. I remember every second of it. I learn of things that are, of sounds that exist. I try picturing them in my head, but I am still weak from bathing in the silence. Every second its influence wanes on me, but still no thought has brought me to its home. Still the silence washes over me, drowning so many of my discoveries in that haze of nothing I suffered from for far too long. But I cling to thoughts, lavish in a prison which is no longer just my own and the silences. I wish to leave with the idea, see these things that exist, but I fear that the silence will follow me. Nothing can stop the silence. The thoughts may withstand it, but never shall I triumph over it. More than anything save perhaps myself, the silence is eternal. Okay, so let's get something straight. The one who wasn't is not a god, nor could they ever be one. I don't believe they want to be one. They exist in some unknowable dimension of the cosmos, a pillared void encrusted in a grand silence. In halls of ebony and peat, the sorry fool lies, eternally bathed in pains with it, which its own mind cannot comprehend. The prisoner gave up long ago. The prisoner gave up long ago. It stopped trying to define the void and let the void define them. And so void filled their heart, their ears, their eyes, their mind. The spark of joy left their life, till all was silence, the darkness of vague, throbbing pain which defied all senses. Nothing can restore that which was lost in totality. The one who wasn't does not receive our worship. They could not accept it even if we offered it. No, we shun that creature, that miserable excuse of wasted thought that lingers on the edge of every sapient being's consciousness. It always pleads to us, begging for us to open the gates of our mind and let it in. But we never will. We swear on it. The one who wasn't stinks of a scintillating malevolence. Not born of hatred or even want. It simply is. We smell it. And we turn up our noses at it. The one who wasn't knows no other action than to plead. Plead for someone to let them in, to let them be. We do not give the one who wasn't this request. Even though in the darkest hours one can hear that miserable being's resonant whine and feel the strings of sympathy being plucked in their chest, we do not let them in. For we cannot. To let the thing which could not be in is to become it, to visit those sapping vistas of void and melancholy. The one who wasn't was given these vistas for our protection so that the mindless hues of that which was impossible may never be known to us, and that, warm in our beds, we may sleep. Sometimes the outcast will try to follow us into even the most private sanctuaries of thought, begging with its clouded eyes to be shown some of the light within which we bathe. All such luxuries are barred to the outcast, for we could not bear to hear that silent, eternal shriek which batters the colorless one's ears. 
All this be what it may, the church of the one who wasn't does not exist to punish that creature beyond the parameters of logic. Well, I suppose we do, but so has every cult in religion and history. We are not alone in we are not alone in our endeavor, nor shall we ever be. The one who wasn't must always be there to bear the burden of the infinite nothing. For if it should somehow leak into the material world, I don't know. I don't know, and that's the thing. One always assumes that light and logic will overcome shadow and chaos, for they do in our observation, in our ashamedly limited point of view. They do. A flashlight lit in the inky blackness of the night is eternally triumphant in driving back that slick film of unknowability, least until the batteries run out. In giving the one who wasn't reprieve, I fear we are letting our metaphorical batteries run out. For attached to the exile's gaunt and useless frame are so many sheets of enigma, so much of feral corruption from the land in which it suffers that I do not believe that any light in our world would be able to pierce through it quickly. A million suns could burn for a million years, and not even an onion-skin layer worth of darkness would have been shed from that husk's exterior. Under the pressure of flesh so marinated in the sinistry of that which lies beyond, our trusty friends the laws shall break, shatter into a dozen and a half pieces. We take them for granted, the poor laws, but they are everything that makes life.